0: Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody? Good. good. Thanks for being here today, for joining us online. Thanks so much for hanging out with us via live stream. We'd love for you to be here cuz it's always uh, so cool to be able to get to hang out with everybody uh, right here in the room too, grab some coffee and get to chat after service as well. If you're guests with us here today, thanks for coming and hanging out with us today. Uh, we'd love to meet with you after. Christian and I will be out there in the room grabbing some coffee and free cookies. It's always fun, right? Always fun afterwards. It's good um, If there's anything that we can do for you, make sure that you let us know. Uh, My name is John. I'm going to be one of the pastors here. If there's some things that uh, we share today or we talk about today and you go, man, I just don't understand that. I don't get that. Make sure you come and talk to us. We'd love to answer some questions for you and be there for you. Today, we are wrapping up our series on demand. And today, uh, well, welcome to October. (laughs) My goodness, September just flew right by, didn't it? It is gone, goodbye, and September for me is always one of those months that is always so crazy and hectic. I don't know about for you, I think it's getting back to school for the kids and so many things going on. It's just uh, one of those crazy, hectic months That it is not one of those months that I would use the word contentment to describe. <laughs> Not at all. I think you saw the word in uh, the, the bumper video there. Uh, not in any realm of my life, just uh, just trying to keep everything together with work and with kids and uh, financially and all those things. It seems like every bill seems to come due in September, uh, trying to make up for the summer with you know trips and all the kids and getting them back to school. Uh, on top of it, this September, on top of taxes being due and HOH fees being due and all that good stuff, I got a nice envelope in the mail from a collections agency. Oh, yeah, this was fun. This is fun. For an account that I don't have. Yeah, but it has my name and my address, and it says they're taking me to court. Oh, this is fun. Yeah, this is fun. I know some of you are praying for me right now going, oh, no, we need to help John. This is not good. Um it turns out it was a fraudulent account. Somebody had gotten my information and, uh, yeah, opened an account. Of course, let it lapse. So now this account, this uh, collections agency is trying to take me. So thankfully, I was able to uh, go to the original account holder and say, hey, this isn't real. So the fraud team, they're taking it over and it's going to get taken care of, thankfully. So it's all good. It's going to be okay. Uh, but I would not use the word contentment to describe <laughs> my September. Um, So what i got to ask you is, how about you? How would you describe your level of contentment right now? And I've given you some emojis to circle on your uh, your outline because I was told, let's not do numbers. Numbers, we've done those before. So circle an emoji. And yes, I use the guy in sunglasses because vacation mode to me is ultimate contentment. (laughs) All right, for you, maybe it's not, but for me it is. So think about how content are you with your life right now? And as you think about your level of contentment, what do you need in your life right now to be content? Would you think about that? What do you need right now in your life to be content? A couple. (laughs) Just a couple mil? Just a couple million dollars. We got the answer, all right? Uh, you write it down, you think about it. I think one of my favorite posts I saw on Facebook recently, uh, somebody put, um, it said, raise your hand if you need just a little bit of a break, a little bit of wine, a flat stomach, a million dollars, and a private island. <laughs> and some people were like, can I raise 10 hands? Right? And I want you to think about it. What do you need in your life to be content? And today, as we wrap up this series on demand what we've been focused on and what we've been trying to go after is this idea that we live in a society that continues to go faster and faster and faster and faster and faster and the reality is we have everything at our fingertips right everything is on demand we get more and more and more and more and as we have access to more and more and more we seem to constantly need more and more and more and we're kind of left wanting and that's what I would have kind of put out there for us today is, I don't know that we can actually just get contentment. I know we're going to talk about contentment right now, and, and I literally just told you, I don't know that we can get contentment. And so some of you right now are turning off your monitors. If you're joining us live stream, some of you want to get up and just leave. You go, know, he just told us he can't get it for me. Why are we here? I mean, why did I come to this church today? But I think the reality is as we chase more, we're left just chasing more right? And some of you are like, very poetic, John. How long did you think about that line? Right? (laughs) I know I haven't put it in black and white for you. As we chase more, we're left just chasing more. But once you think about that, when you talk to people, when you think about your own life and you chase more, we're left just chasing more. And statistics kind of prove this for me. Uh, Experian put out some numbers at the end of 2018, and this is what they said. So this is right now in our society, we're doing fairly well Wealth-wise, I mean, as a society, I get individually, may be different, but as a society, the end of 2018, credit spending, this is over and above what we have to our names, over and above, credit spending was greater than ever. Debt levels reached record totals. Credit card debt reached an all-time high. Mortgage debt reached a new high. Personal loan debt was the fastest growing type of consumer debt. Student loan debt reached a record high. Auto loan balances hit an all-time high all-time highs, record highs, all-time highs, record highs. Do you get the picture? Because as we chase more, look at the graphs. Look at the graph. And if you go back, it just keeps going higher and higher and higher. This is total consumer debt. This is under every president, under every party, every uh, under every type. This is not a political thing. This is not this is our world. Right? Because as we chase more, we're left chasing more. This is symptomatic of who we are as human beings, this is symptomatic of an on-demand world that continues to push us because it wants more from you. This has been a line that we have talked about over and over again throughout this series that we live in a world that wants more from you. And so if you're looking for a better life from this world, you're going to be left wanting because this is a world that wants more from you. If you wonder why we keep going more and more and more and more and more in debt, it's because you live in a world that wants more from you. And when you're in debt, guess what? The world gets more from you. You keep making more interest payments. You keep being, you're more indebted to the world. It gets more from you. And I'm not here to try and beat up on debt. I'm not here to try and make a plea to you to get out of debt. That's not our goal today. I'm just making the plea to you that if you're going to keep looking to the world for answers... They have answers, but it's not a solution. And so my plea to you today is this, look, maybe you're new to this idea, maybe not. Maybe you've been coming to the church, but maybe you've not tried God's answers. And what I would make a plea to you is that the world just wants more from you, but we really do believe that there is a God who wants more for you. And so what we've been doing throughout this entire series is we've been taking a look at the book of Hebrews, and the book of Hebrews is a different kind of book, and we've been kind of, kind of encouraging you to say, hey, can you read along with us? It's a dense book. It's different. It's beautiful, and it's got some interesting ideas and concepts in it, and what we're encouraging you to do is kind of read along with us and see, what might God have for you? Read along and see. See what there might be in it for you. And Today, that's what we're going to do as we look at this idea of how to be content in life. How do we receive this idea of contentment? And I'm telling you, I, I don't think it's something you can just go, I want to be content. I'm going to be content. I'm going to be content. I'm going to be content. It, it, I don't think that's going to work. You can't just make yourself content. What is something you can do? We're going to take a look at Hebrews. We're going to take a look at the last chapter. It's our, our last uh, message in this series. and We're going to take a look at the last chapter, Hebrews 13. I'm making nice and easy. We're only just going to look at two verses, so it's going to be on. It's on your outlines and it's going to be on the screens. So you can just take a look at that, and we're going to take a look at verses 5 and 6 in Hebrews chapter 13. We're going to take a look at these two verses and see what might God have for you, because we really do believe that we have a God who wants more for you. So here's our two verses we're going to take a look at today. It says, keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, so God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? So we're going to take a look at some of these verses. We're going to take a look at kind of what is God saying to us? So the God that we're saying wants more for you. As we take a look at this idea of contentment, take a look at true happiness, right? Contentment means to be fulfilled. It means that I no longer need what the world says I need. It means that I'm going to be content. I can No longer need everything else that the world tells me that I need. What's God saying to me? So He says, "What? Keep your life free from love of money." So the first thing I'll say that God is saying is, "Stop the chase. Stop the chase. Right? Keep your life free from the love of money." Is God saying money's bad? No. Right? We just collected an offering to give back to God. God does great things with money. Right? We give away lots of money to help and support good causes and good things. Money's not evil. But God says, keep your life free from the love of money. Stop the chase. Stop going after, trying to get more and more and more. Why? Because it'll never be enough, right? As we chase more, we're just going to keep chasing more. So you got to just stop the chase. And here's the thing. Maybe for you, you're sitting there going, it's not money. But you know what it is. For you, fill in the blank. It's keep your life free from the love of success, free from the love of approval, free from the love of being enough, free from the love of what is it for you? For everybody, it's something, something that you're chasing after, and I'll be real with you, for me, in in our society, it's tough to find people who have stopped the chase. Because we continue to chase and chase and chase and chase. Anytime you talk to somebody who's made an accomplishment, often you'll hear them say, yeah, I just did this, but I can't wait to do this. I can't wait for the next. They're always looking ahead to the next thing. I I still remember when I built my house, it wasn't more than months before I went, oh, we should have done that. Or I wish we would have added this, or we could have tweaked it like this and never fully appreciating what I had. What is it for you? What are you continuing to chase? For me, the best example of somebody that stopped the chase for me was actually a guy that I met in Honduras. I'll never forget the peace and the contentment that I saw in him when he had stopped the chase, all because he and his wife and his five kids, they had met their goal in life which was to build a 20 foot by 20 foot cement block house. That was their goal. They had stopped the chase. And he was so excited because everybody else had cement board houses and he had a cement block house. And now he could give more money to the church. He had stopped the chase. And he he looked at me, he said, well, you're a pastor. I said, yeah. He said, well, I'm supposed to give at least 10%, right? But now I can give more. I said, yeah, that's great. He said, now, how much do Americans give? Because they have a lot more money than me. I said, do you really want to know? He said, yeah, it's got to be a lot. I said, the average American gives 2%. He said, what's wrong with them? I said, I think you just trust God a little bit more than they do. He'd stop the chase. How many of you have a garage that's bigger than 20 by 20? He's he'd stopped the chase. And I'll tell you, it's hard to find somebody in our country, in our society, that stops the chase. But it's really what God's getting after here is keep your life free from the love of what is it for you? For me. I mean, money is definitely thing, something that, right? I'm always worried about, can I take care of my boys? Can I make sure that they have what they need? I get, that, I get that side, but for me, it's being enough, being good enough, being a good enough dad, being a good enough pastor, being good enough to be who I feel called to be. And so always feeling that chase to be enough. What is it for you? What is it for you? Now, I know in our verses, it, it goes from, uh, keep your life free from love and money, then be content. And I I, I will tell you that I just don't think that you can go to the gym and lift your contentment weights and grow your contentment muscles, okay? I don't see that happening. And so what I think you need to look at in the verses in in context, and so it says, be content with what you have, and then it says, for, and I think that's what we have to look for, he has said. So stop the chase, be in the present, because it says for he has said I will never leave you nor forsake you. This is something I think you can do. I think you can force yourself to be better at being in the present. I uh, you can stop the chase of something you can do. And I think you can make yourself be better at being in the present. For he has said for God has said I will never leave you nor forsake you. Cuz here's the thing. I think I think we struggle at I think we struggle at living in the later I like think we struggle at processing the past. And so because of that, I think we struggle at really being in the present. Do you think about this? Even right now as you sit there and you stare at me blankly, like some of you are doing. I see you. How many right now are thinking, what are we doing for lunch? What's for dinner? What do I got to do later? You're living in the later, aren't you? Right? You're not really here with me right now. All right? It's so easy even in my head. You guys don't know as we preach, as we stand up here, how many things are going on in my head. All right? It's so hard to not live in the later and think about what are the things that I need to be doing later or tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. It's so easy to live in the later. It's even so easy to get caught up processing the past. Even as I shared with you, like it's so easy to get caught up in my self-worth issues. And so somebody meets with me and shares with me a concern or something they're worried about or you know, they want to share that, you know, hey, I, I saw this in you and, and we're concerned and we love you and it's out of love and concern. And, and I start going, oh no. And I start processing. I leave that meeting. And I start processing the past. And so I'm missing out what's happening here and now because I'm processing the past. We all do this. Right We're either living in a later or processing the past, and we completely miss being in the present. This is something this is the main focus for our day-to-day together, is I think we can all do a much better job of being in the present. stopping the chase and then being. being right here, right now today. Why? Because we have a God. The God that we were crazy enough to believe that actually created us, saved us, is still with us, who says, I will never leave you or forsake you. No matter what's gonna happen tomorrow, no matter what's happened in the past, guess what? He promises he's gonna be with you. So you might wanna live in the later. You might wanna worry about tomorrow. You've got a God who's gonna be with you. You might want to process the past and go, oh man, what and God's go, I, I got that too. And so if I can push you on one thing today, it's if you stop the chase, be in the present. Be in the right here today, right here as you have people that are around you. Are you actually experiencing that? Are you actually right here now feeling that chair that you're sitting on? Feeling the people that are around you? Feeling the air that's blowing around? Feeling the worship that happens around you? Feeling that you have the spirit that's around you? Feeling this space in the right here and right now? Or are you missing it all because you're too busy processing the past or living in the later? This is something that we can all do better. We can all do better. And not just here now. But even as we go to work tomorrow and you get that spreadsheet on your desk or that problem arises, it's so easy just to want to get through that task and get on to the next thing and live in the later. But I encourage you, take a deep breath and go, I get to be a part of the solution. I get to be a part of this team. I get to be a part of this. Because what happens? You get to actually see the people in front of you. You get to actually experience what's going on around you. And maybe, just maybe, you won't miss out on some good stuff happening right there in front of you because you have a God who's not leaving you or forsaking you. You have a God who's actually working around you. And maybe, just maybe, you might be missing him in some real, tangible ways. Just last week, I actually got to go on vacation. I know, single dad getting to go on vacation. It's called a survival technique. (laughs) And I stayed at a hostel overnight, and um, let me just say, their breakfast in the morning is not um, fancy. And I was just trying to get through the breakfast because it was like a bagel and some orange juice, slapped on a paper plate. And uh, I was just sitting there going, "Let's just eat breakfast and get on the next." And I was totally living in the later. Like, let's just get the next thing, grab Uber, and go to next thing. And I went, why, "Why am I doing this? Like, I'm here. I don't have dad getting screamed at me. Nobody's about to die. Like, this is great, right?" I took a deep breath. I'm like, "Let me just be here. I don't want to. I don't need to process any past. I don't need to live in the later. Let me just be here." And I looked out this big old picture window in front of me. And there's these three little birds just flying around. I got just watch them fly around and eat whatever they were finding and just got to enjoy it. And I go, oh, I have a God that loves me that actually created those little birds. And I got to just watch them, watch their, their wings flap and their little legs move and take all that in. And I went, man, how often do we actually pay to like go to a zoo or go to something and, to watch animals? And yet, they're right here. And I thought, man, how many times in my day-to-day life, there are birds everywhere. There are things happening all over the place that those could be reminders to me of a God who is with me and will never forsake me. And I miss it. And I miss it. Because I'm processing the past or I'm living in the later. And if I could encourage you with one thing today, can you find those opportunities and... Maybe for you, it's, it's in the office. Maybe for you, it's at home. Maybe for you, it's on the picket line or it's on the other side of the picket line. Whatever it is for you, can you find those moments to just step out of it and go, I'm just going to be here because I have a God who's here. And he's present and He's real and He promises me He's never going to leave me. He's never going to forsake me. And maybe, just maybe, through that, through being present here, I'm going to take something in that's actually going to grow my contentment. Because see, that's what I think happens. As we stop, as we be, we actually grow. And see, growing is actually a passive thing that happens. It's something that is a gift. So I think that contentment is a gift that, is grown in you through presence, through being present in whatever situation you're in. And maybe it's a good situation, maybe it's a difficult situation. I don't know where you are or what's going on, but I believe contentment is a gift grown in you through presence and not your bank accounts or promotions or followers or scholarships or achievements or approval or health or whatever it is that you've been chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing. I think it's stopping. I think it's being being right there where you are with the God of the universe who is there right there with you, who promises to be right there with you. And I get it. Maybe you're sitting there going, John, come on. You are on vacation. Of course, it's easy to be present on vacation. I get that. So sure enough, when I get back, I don't have three little birds fly, flying around outside the window. I got three crazy boys flying around in my house, Right? And it was, it was more difficult. I got home and I get home and I got three crazy boys. I got dishes piled up. I got stuff all over the floor and it's crazy. And so I had to take a deep breath and I had to go, okay, so that lesson that I learned there, I got to do it here. I got to, I just have to, I have to do it here. So as I was just sat in my chair and I really, really, really wanted to get up and I wanted to live in the later. I'm like, I got to do this. I have to get this done. I have to get this done. I have to get this done. I went, Nope. No, I got to sit here and I have to be here with these three little boys who want to sit on my lap right now and just want to be with their dad. And I got to take this in because that same God who taught me so much through those three little birds, he wants to teach me some stuff through this time with these three little boys. And I got to take this in and guess what? By stopping the chase of trying to look like I'm living the perfect life and having the perfect house and... Okay, not perfect house not destroyed house. (laughs) My contentment grew. My contentment grew because I stopped. I was just there. So I challenge you with where can you stop? Where can you be? And then watch where God is going to grow you as you realize that as you're there, as you be, as you be, where you are. Watch where God's going to grow you in your contentment. And then my prayer for you, and that our prayer together is this, is that whatever you face, that our focus together would be the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man, what can my situation, what can my finances, what can my job, what can my lack of accomplishments, what can my messy house, what can my whatever do to me? Amen amen and right now the cool thing is we have an opportunity to experience jesus presence in a real and a powerful way through communion he actually gives us his very presence his body and his blood in with and under some bread and some wine and maybe this is something new for you and if this is different for you and something that you're not so sure about hey don't hesitate just to stay seated as other people are coming up to receive this that's okay with us but for those of us that uh, understand this, if you want to understand more, there's going to be um, some guidelines on the screen. You can read through those. But what we get to experience here is we get to experience Jesus' presence. And we get to receive that. And what I'd encourage you to do is don't just go through the routine. All right? Stop the chase of just trying to get to the next thing. Be, as you receive his body and his blood, be here in this moment. Receive it. Receive and realize, man, this is Jesus. A God who says, I'm here with you and I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to leave you. And then walk back to your seat going, man, what am I experiencing right now? And just see how God might grow that contentment in you. As we pre- pre- uh, words are tough sometimes. As we prepare for communion, we're going to pray and we're going to talk to him. We're going to give him Anything that might be on your hearts today. So, any sins, any uh, struggles that you might be having, we're going to talk to him. We're going to be fully present with him and give those over to him. So, let's pray and do that right now. Father God, we come to you so grateful for you. So grateful, God, that you give us such big promises like that you're going to be with us, that you're never going to leave us, you're never going to walk away from us. God, even when we do horrible things, things that we are ashamed of, things that we struggle with, even things that, God, maybe we think we're hiding from other people. God, we know we are hiding hiding them from you. And so, God, right now, we're going to turn them over to you. We're going to turn them over to you. We're going to confess them to you. In this moment of silence and quiet, we're going to give them to you so that, God, we know that we can be fully present with you in this moment right now as we receive your forgiveness, your very body and blood, your presence into our lives, God. God, hear us now. Father, God, thank you for being a safe place for us to be real with, for us to come to and to turn over our stuff to you. God, thank you that you paid a price for us, that we were and are so worth so much to you that, God, you sent your very son to the cross for us, dying for us, but then defeating death and rising again. So, God, thank you for the forgiveness won for us through Jesus. God, thank you that we now get to live a bold, new, present life, free and bold in you. We love you, Jesus. It's your name we pray. Amen. Receive that forgiveness for your life today and into eternity, because you are forgiven in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that's the truth that he wants for you today and always. And that's why Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he gave it to his disciples saying, Take ye, this is my body which has been given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And the same way also after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, Take and drink. This cup is my blood, which is a new covenant, a new promise for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it, remembering me. So now, his presence, his body is ready for you to come and to receive, and the table is ready for you. If you need prayer, if you need somebody to walk alongside of you to pray for you, they are going to be those that are going to come up, and they're going to receive their communion first. They're going to head back to the back of the room, and they're going to be ready for you. So as you receive communion, you can receive yours, and you can head to the back and get prayer as well, and they'll be ready for you in the back of the room. Come and receive. Please stand. And now may this true body and true blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, may it strengthen you and preserve you in the true faith until you get to see him face to face. Now receive his blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord bless you, uh, look upon you with favor and give you his peace and his presence. That he promises you he's going to be with you he's never going to forsake you. Amen? Amen. So go with that promise. Stop the chase. Be present and watch that contentment grow. We're going to be out there. We'd love to hang out with you today. Make sure you come back next week and let's go forward together. We'll see you next week.